guys what's up welcome welcome to the Taz show podcast jones right here uh, thank you everybody who's downloading this right now on uh either itunes or spotify or tazshow.com which is getting revamped more and more it seems like the uh, new company's putting some good work into that and uh radio.com tune in you know a bunch of spots you can get the Taz show podcast version jones as you guys know so thank you hello uh, coming off this WrestleMania this past Sunday, I want to thank everyone who called the show, interacted on social media with yours truly. Uh, really, it was uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It went really well. The company was very happy with it. Um, everybody from SiriusXM, they were happy with it. CBS Sports Radio, WFAN, Entercom in general, uh, CBS HQ ran some live video. That was great. Um, Thank you very much, all of you guys. You know, listen, I mean, I've been doing these big specials after the big WWE shows for, I don't know, three years and so, so uh, not just WrestleMania, as you guys know. And um, they're, they're always, it's like, it seems like each time it's getting better and better and bigger and bigger and more people listening. So um, in this case, a lot of people are watching. So I love it, you know, because it's the power of the wrestling fan, you know, um, I just love that, and 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 um, like I've said before, I'm fortunate to work for a company that embraces wrestling, uh, and they've been like that from when they gave me the opportunity to do the Human Podcast Machine way back in the day. So, and as we roll through way mid through 500 episodes here of the Taz Show, it's uh, it's been great. So, um, Seth unfortunately was not part of the special. I want him to be, but, um, you know, Seth has other responsibilities in the company. As you guys know, he's not with the company no more. Most of you guys know that. He had other responsibilities, and the Taz show was one of those responsibilities, just one of many things that the guy did. Um, Trust me, I wanted him on a special. I wanted him to stay in the company, to be honest with you, but... You know, I'm not involved with his other doings with the company and stuff that they have him do. Um, it wasn't like he was fired. That wasn't the case. His position was merged with a different position. And, you know, we went through a merger. Uh, two companies did. So, unfortunately, and I mean, sadly, there's been a lot of people over time uh, since that merge happened where there's been collateral damage for some of the, from the office folks and production folks. So, um, I, I do know they're working with Seth to try and do something, maybe put him in a different part of the company. Maybe he goes to a different company. Yeah, I know he's got a lot, a lot of logs in the fire and he's made a lot of good contacts and he's very talented what he does as a, uh, as a lead producer and, and in production and stuff like that. So, uh, Seth and I are still friends every once in a while you hear him on the show here, but trust me, I want him to stay with the show. Um, at the present time, it just couldn't happen. So, um, yeah, that's just the way it is. So, um, uh, it sucks, you know, and I couldn't even have him on the special, to be honest with you. It just couldn't happen. Um, it wasn't my call. It's my show. It's my content, but I'm under contract. So, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not just like my own boss. You know, I do have people I answer to, like Pimento. Uh, but anyways, um, so that's the thing. Yeah, it kind of stinks. Because I I, uh, I know a lot of you guys enjoyed either hearing Seth or knowing he was part of the show for for so long, from the beginning of the Human Podcast Machine. So I want to thank him for all his contributions and stuff like that and, and all his help in dealing with me behind the scenes for, forever. And the wee hours of the morning and middle of the night, early, you know, middle of the day. I mean, I just, you know, Seth was always very accessible. And I'm a, I'm a micromanager and I'm obsessed with um, what I put out to you guys is done the right way. And Seth was the same exact way. So, you know, that's that that part I'll miss. So, um, you know, it is what it is, though, unfortunately. So, um, but we'll, you'll hear him again soon here. So, and most of you guys follow him on Twitter, so you can communicate with him there. It's not like he's going in a hole or disappearing. He's not like that. 
Uh, and he's been really helpful in the transition with the other production people, with the Taz show and, and with the, the mixing of it and what they do and everything. So he's been a big help with that. Um, so so that's the deal. But I just wanted to thank everybody before I go on with the show here and talk about uh, some stuff from Raw. And, and I know I didn't drop a pod or we didn't do a live show and there was no podcast on Tuesday. It's just that I came off of work in like a lot of hours. I needed to get a little sleep. I got to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and uh, from, you know, Taz and the Moose to the special to just I had some traveling to do this weekend. I've been all over the place. So it was, it was crazy. So. Um, I felt like the uh, we dropped the podcast of the live special, which I believe was a two-hour podcast, and um, so I figured that gives you guys some time to to you know catch up and check out the reaction of WrestleMania and uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, but I did catch uh, a good chunk of Raw and a little bit of SmackDown. So I want to talk about some of that uh, with you guys, and if I have time in this episode. I want to talk about the uh, the great Andre the Giant uh, special that was uh, on um, uh, HBO that a- HBO aired. So, but uh, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into some uh, I'll get into some uh, some raw about now. I guess it's you know good time to do that. So I, I really um, I gotta tell you, I thought Raw after Mania <laughs> was really really cool. I mean, they did some really really shock and awe. Debuts, you know, some of the kids from NXT coming in, some of the talents from NXT coming in, and they caught a lot of people by surprise. I loved all that, and I'll get into some of those people that debuted. You know, from from No Way Jose to to uh, Ember Moon to jeez, uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Bobby Lash and my man Lash. I love Bobby. Uh, Authors of Pain. I mean, it was crazy, you know, and they're not even into that superstar shakeup yet. Super, superstar shakeup Jones. They're not even in that yet. So I got to say, it was pretty wild the way that was done. Uh, they really uh, shocked a lot of people. One of the things that they did early in the broadcast, which I didn't like, I got to tell you, and on camera they did, where they had uh, the announcers basically, uh, how they word it, I'm trying to think, they, they kind of let the audience know that. And I'm paraphrasing, but the Raw after Mania, um, you know, the audience is unpredictable. They boo the good guys, they cheer the bad guys, or whatever way they have the, the announcers say it. It's not the, this is not the announcer's fault. It's the company telling them to do this. I, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I do know uh, I've been part of some of those manias, uh, those Raws after Mania, where it's true. The announcing, I mean, the, uh, the, 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 uh, Audience is a little crazy and a little weird and a little, you know, bizarre world as WWE loves to call it. You know, I, I think they kind of just and they did it on SmackDown, too. They had the guys doing an, uh, an on camera there, too. I don't think they need to lead the audience like this. I really don't. I don't think this is needed in any way, shape or form. I don't. I just don't. There's no need to do it. You don't have to tell me what the audience is going to do because you don't know what they're going to do. And the reason why you, the company, are having your announcers do this is because you want the audience to be different. And you want it to be like this weird atmosphere. Just because it's happened several times after in several years, that doesn't mean it's going to happen in every freaking building you go to. You don't know that. You don't know what the audience is going to do. It's unpredictable. Exactly. So don't, don't, you don't have to lead the audience, in my opinion. I, w- I just, I'm not a fan of that. And then to do it on SmackDown the next day, they did the same thing. As a former announcer, not a fun role, in my view. Just not a fan of that kind of BS going on. Don't lead the audience. It's annoying. It really is. Um, so, anyways, the, um, what they did in the early early goings of the deal, where where they had uh, real quick um, Ronda Rousey snap, and 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 she you know was hugging Stephanie. Stephanie came out, wanted to, I guess kind of make amends, and she had her arm in a sling. And Stephanie was selling really well, and she was kind of sad faced Jones lady. It was pretty funny. She does a good job. Steph as a heel, I've always said that. Um, it's kind of weird, I guess, the route. It looks like they were showing us on Monday where they were going with, with Ronda, where she comes off of having this awesome match on WrestleMania, a tag match, and her partner was Kurt Angle against Stephanie and Triple H. Like I said, on a lot of different platforms, including my own show and Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio, 
I just feel like she was very protected, Ronda, in that tag match. She did a lot of that, the work, which got her over, but she had some great elements on her side, like time and like two of the best of all time in Triple H and Kurt Angle. And I hope she can keep doing that when she flies on her own, meaning Ronda Rousey, but time will tell, right? So we'll see, you know, but I mean, they did have her cushion pretty good there. And, and but the next day, they did a good segment on Raw with Steph. And I, I liked it. I liked that she hugged Steph and she was like, oh, nice and smiling, Rhonda. And then, like I've told you, I noticed this a while back where they were going, where she flips that switch. I keep using that analogy. And she did it again. And this time she just did it like out of nowhere. She just snapped. And, and you know, Armbar Jones rips the, the, the brace off, the, the, the stabilizer off of off Steph's arm. Uh, boom, boom, boom. And she snaps. It was. I don't know if it got the reaction that they wanted to get. I, I liked it. I, I think maybe the smiling and the over-the-top baby face work that Ronda was doing went too long. I think it could have been maybe two minutes shorter. And then she snaps. I just think if it goes too long, it's like people are like, all right, got it. You know, they're hugging, all right. And it's like you kind of like, the longer it takes and the more she's smiling... And she did a good job with the smile. It just feels like, oh, she's going to turn. She's going to snap. It's going to come. You kind of, ah, yeah, it's going to happen. Yep, yep, definitely. That's how I felt. You know, I just think there's that right time where you don't go too far with this to get that right reaction. And I just think they went a teeny bit too far with it. Um, but, again, you know me, sometimes I have to say I'm very uh, guilty of nitpicking. And I am probably nitpicking right now. Uh, but that some of you guys, uh, you know, you, you feel me? You hear what I'm saying? You know, and when I get into this kind of stuff, I get deep detail. You know, I'm spitting some truth. That's my gimmick. Just telling you how I feel. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. Just how I feel. That's what I do. So, I, did I hate it? No, I didn't hate it one bit. Um, just could have went a little bit, you know, a little bit um, uh, uh, quicker with the baby face fake smiling thing because then the arm bar when she snaps it truly comes out of nowhere the longer you drag it out the more it feels like mm, it's not you know there's something going on here there's something gonna happen you know uh before i keep going talk about raw uh let me tell you what's gonna happen right now and i want to talk about my good friends that support the taz show podcast right here and the Taz Show in general, and that's uh, our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buy a home or refinancing your existing home loan. No matter if you're looking to buy your 10th home, your first home, your 20th home, your 6th home, it don't matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. Okay, its trusted partners allow you to share financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button, electronically. How beautiful. Okay, digitally, I should say. It's probably the better word. And in addition to getting real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time and make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. And mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lended. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Rocket Mortgage. So uh, there you have it with that. So, okay. How to take care of that business. Uh, so I got to get back into talking a little bit of Raw with you. So um, what else jumped out? Oh, the shocking appearance of Ember Moon. So we saw... Uh, basically, it was going to be a tag match with Bliss and Mickey James. And like I said, Alexa Bliss, she is at a great position in her career where she does not need a championship belt. And they let her run with that Raw Women's title long enough, built her credibility as a good, nasty little heel uh, that can work, that can talk, that's got great facials, the whole nine. She don't need that title ever again. I got to be honest with you. She don't. She don't. And whenever they want to put it on her, boom, they can. Because it don't matter. She's over, man. She's straight over Blisses. So Bliss and James against Ember Moon and Nia Jax. Now, Nia Jax is the new champion. Um, 
I'm, I'm, and congrats to Nia. I'm, I'm glad she's got the title. I, I think she needs the title, and I think this is good. But I uh, a couple things. What I would have loved to happen here. I would have loved Nia Jax to have her own moment where Nia Jax wrestles a singles match as the champion and just galvanize her on Monday night and not throw her in a tag match. She just became champ. She's getting mocked, getting bullied, uh, mean stuff being said in character by Bliss and whatnot. You know, we've seen, I understand she got her redemption at WrestleMania, did Nia Jax, but guys, you gotta let her have a singles match or a singles promo uh, just a, a by herself, give her a true big spotlight. I would not have put her in a tag team match. I would have rather seen her in a handicap match against Bliss and Mickey James, where they had the, the two heel girls had to tag in and out and have Nia win the match. And this is me buckling on a fly Jones, guys. This is, I don't write this stuff down. I'm just telling you, it's just spitballing what you and I swear out on a stack of Bibles. And, and then. At the very end, the match happen, Match ends, I should say, Nia Jax wins the match. She beats Bliss, or probably Bliss, to lock her in again as a champ. And she beats him in a handicap match. And then the heels get their heat. Have them beat up, have hurt them jump uh, Nia and beat the daylights out of her. And guess whose music hits? Ember Moon. You have Ember Moon do the big running because what they obviously wanted to do was give Ember Moon the rub with Nia Jax. And I get it, and I think that's cool. Have her do a freaking run-in and bump Bliss and Mickey James all over the dang ring. And then have her help uh, Nia Jax up and hold Nia Jax hand in the air and hand Nia Jax her championship. And uh, Nia hugs her, thanks her, and they both walk away smiling. Everybody's happy. That's what I would have done. But what do I know? I'm just a sports radio host with a guy named the Moose. Uh, anyway, uh, we saw No Way Jose, uh, uh, Squash Match Jones. Uh, he came out. I love what they did with Jose, not just in his match. And this guy really grew on me during his time in NXT, and I mean that. I love what they did with Jose before the commercial break. So they went, uh, what they come out of, it might have been that tag match with the girls. And then they did something, something backstage. I'm drawing a blank what it was. Might have been the other segment that I liked with Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman and the kid Nick where they gave up the tag titles. Whatever it was, which I'll get into that in a second. They did a little vignette video package Jones before they went commercial. It's called the bumper, guys. It just it bumps into a commercial break. And they did that. Uh, like a little vignette. I know they've done it before, but the way this one was was done and produced was very, very cool. And it made me want it made No Way Jose feel like a big star before Homeboy even debuted. It was really well done and well placed. And then when Jose came out, he got a great pop. Um I was not crazy about the whole entourage with him, like um, I'm drawing a blank. Rose, Adam Rose, was it? Ah, pardon my ignorance. I think it was Adam Rose. I think that's his name. That, that uh, I forget what they were. The Wallflowers, whatever the heck they were. I know. Please don't treat me, guys. I know you're gonna treat me. All the names. All right, what the hell? Treat me. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name. Wallflowers, Jones Flowers, Rose Flowers, Rosebuds. Oh, Rosebud Jones. I got it. Nailed it. I'm going to edit that in the podcast so I sound seamless. The Rosebuds, uh, yeah, they came out. And uh, I didn't like that, that that thing. I didn't like that these people were there with, with uh, Jose. I didn't like it. It ruins it. I know what they're trying to do. Let me up. Give me a good feeling. Let's have some fun. What are you fun, damn it? Have fun. It's a little Vince for you. No, Jose is entertaining. He don't need all those people with him. Because the live audience will party and dance. His music's great with him. When they see these other jabronis walking out in these costumes, okay, they don't, they're not going to, it's It's like, it almost makes the people get like, ah, eh, I'm not going to, I don't want to watch these people dance and, and act foolish doing the conga line. That's what I look like if I'm dancing, if I'm a fan, I got to look at what I'm going to look like, so I'm not going to dance in the crowd. I'm going to sit there and do nothing. You don't need to do this. Just let Jose come out and be Jose. You don't need the rosebuds. You don't need to read. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. 
Jose has just got star power, man. He's got charisma. He's entertaining as hell. Just let him do his thing, man, and people will follow along. Don't I don't just don't like the rosebud thing. And it was and it went with a gimmick, unfortunately, for, for the kid who had it, Adam Rose. And it, it it the whole gimmick hurt got hurt and failed and all this crap. And I just wouldn't do it. And it was too too close. Then like it was like I feel like that was like a year ago, two years ago, whatever it was, the Adam Rose you know, Jones, two years ago, three, four years ago, whatever the hell it was. I, I just obviously in the tone of my voice, I don't like it. I like that Jose debuted. I like that. I like the one straight clean Jones squash city. I like all that. I like the music. I love the music. Love the gimmick. Love everything. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. The other thing, um, Jeff Hardy uh, helping uh, helping Seth Rollins uh, and Finn turn away to Miz uh, Miz Taraj. Uh, I I thought uh, Miz and Miz Taraj. I thought that was cool. I've been Jeff uh, doing this every time Jeff comes out. I love Jeff. He's a good dude. So you know, I, I like that. Uh, I also. Um, I thought the page announcing her retirement uh, after Sasha was victorious over Mandy, I thought was very good. Paige is awesome on the mic. And it's nice to see that she's now the GM or whatever her title is on uh, on SmackDown. That that caught me by surprise. I got to SmackDown a little bit, but with Shane announcing her, uh, I thought that was cool. I liked that a lot. Um, Bobby Lashley. So uh, they did a great job here, guys. They did a great job. What Elias coming out doing this thing? You guys know my mark for Elias. This segment at this spot, the way they did this, I liked it a lot. Uh, I love Bobby personally, love him professionally, love him. One of the nicest people you ever are going to come across in the business. A true professional, but yet he can tear your freaking head off with no problem. Okay, so, but Bobby is a good dude I have not spoken to him in some time But I've always liked Bobby um, You know, I have mad respect for him So I'm very happy for Bobby um, You know, he did well without WWE And he'll do great with WWE I think it's a good time for him um, Especially everything with, with, with Brock Lesnar Where I don't think Brock's going to be there for the long run I know, you know he signed a new contract. I don't now. Just so you guys know, real quick, just to sidebar this for a second on Raw. Oh, what day was it? Shoot, Tuesday morning maybe or Monday morning on Taz and the Moose. Moose and I were talking about how Brock Lesnar resigned. You know, re-upped uh, his a uh, contract. He resigned with WWE. Moose had stated it was a three-year deal. And if you listen to it, I was I was unsure when Moose said I'm like I, I didn't I don't for my people I talked to I, I, that didn't seem accurate. And Moose said no, I think it was. So when you do the radio show we do, we move on and we don't go back to things sometimes. Then I got some confirmation during that because you know you could get mixed reports, and I checked with a few people and found out at that time. Now again, this was early in the week, right? So this was early in the week that this happened. I, it was not we no no one knew the term meaning the time term means time to time the length of the contract i said it right after wrestlemania the night of wrestlemania on my special once i saw that roman reigns did not beat um brock he probably signed a 30-day extension now that might be public right now i've been busy doing covering sports the past 48 hours so i haven't looked at too much wrestling news to be frank um So if it's public how long the deal is, like from a credible source, like PW Insider, namely, that's a credible source, um, or WWE themselves, I don't know if I'd believe how long his deal is. I got to tell you, in all my years in contracts I've signed as a wrestler, it's very, 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 very rare to really get facts on how long someone's deals for. It's never really done. And that was because, to bring you guys behind the scenes a little bit, especially when it was Pure competition with these wrestling companies And for, for wrestlers they had leverage Because all these different companies Wanted you and I was I'm fortunate enough to be around and wrestled In my prime during those years in the Mid to late 90s at the early 2000s So Terms of deals were never public Because let's say uh, I don't know I'll give you an example like um, uh, the, the Acolytes you know the APA Whatever the, uh, no, they were the Acolytes Sorry, The APA we'll just call them the APA you know John and Ron right so let's say they just Signed a three year deal with WWE WWF and it was the year 2000 okay 
they would not want it to be public that Ron and John signed a, you know, Ron Simmons and John John Layfield, Bradshaw, signed a whatever the hell it is, three-year deal. Because what WCW would have done then, <laughs> uh, let's say it was 1998, maybe 2000s, then uh, the next thing you know, they sold the, the Vince bought the company, I should say WCW, but let's say it was 1998. And the uh, APA or Acolytes, whatever they were called then, signed a two-year deal. Two-year deal. You would not want to, if you're WWE, to make that public because then once you make it public that, hey, Ron Simmons and Bradshaw just signed a freaking, you know, two-year deal, there's not a big bosses at WCW are going to circle the calendar two years from that date. Say, okay, we know if we go ahead maybe 10 to 15 days before this date, we can gun after these guys privately because their deal's coming to an end. You, you don't you want to kayfabe it. You don't want to make it public. That's that's why it was like that, and vice versa. Same with WCW signing guys. You very rarely learn how long how long the deals were. ECW, sure, companies would throw dates out there, like how long it was. The, most of it was BS. They were lies to throw the competition off. That's what people don't know. <laughs> it's the truth. So uh, WWE, uh, you know, I don't think they'd announced how long the term is right now with Brock. Um I know he's going to fight and defend his title against Roman um, at the the great the last great whatever it's called the Royal Rumble Jones whatever it is uh, you know the last great Royal Rumble or last great Battle Royale <laughs> whatever it's called I go show to show here I, I understand all that jazz uh, but uh, he probably Brock probably signed a thirty day deal that's what I think happened I said that on Sunday and now I could seem like a jabroni because maybe it's public that oh he did sign. Uh, if if WWE's saying it, then I might believe it a little bit. Or if PW Insider's saying it, then I'll believe it to a degree for sure. I just don't know how much the company is going to put information out there. Because they never really do. And I explained to you just now the reasoning behind that. So um, so that's the deal on that. All right? So, all right, look. This is what's going to happen here. I'm going to go to break. I'll just start a break. I'm going to get into talking about uh, some more of this raw stuff here. I want to talk about the Office of Pain. I want to talk a little bit more about Bobby Lashley because I didn't really get into that too much. Uh, SmackDown, I'm going to get into that. Talk a little bit about that. And if we have time, we will do talk about Andre the Giant uh, if we have time about the HBO special. All right, Tash Show, sit tight. Be right back. All right, guys, we're back here. Tad Show, yes. Talking some Raw. Going to get into a little SmackDown. And we're doing this. I don't know when you listen to it, but it's April, uh, April 12-ish, 2018. So give you a good chunk of the uh, the Raw gimmick uh, right after WrestleMania in this first segment. Uh, I'll get into a little bit more of Raw here and then some SmackDown. And uh, first, I'll let you know, uh, support for the Tash Show comes from our friends, my boys and girls over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decide to ask why. Why can't the mortgage experience be better for everyone? Seriously, why? Why? And why can't technology help us all move into the home of our dreams faster and easier? Why? Why, 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 why? Why do mortgages require paperwork? Why is it so annoying? Quicken Loans makes it easy to answer all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying your home and refinancing your existing home loan. Make sure you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether, looking, whether you're looking for your first house, your second, your tenth, it don't matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, guys, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, so anyways, uh, like I was saying, uh, I really enjoyed Raw. I thought it was good. They did some really, uh, some some cool stuff. A lot of debuts. I mean, it was, it was a lot. It might have been too much. And I'll get into that more detail in a second here. Oh, by the way, side note, jokes. I had my notes. I wanted to mention this. Yo, 
between us, did you guys happen to see that thing online? It's like, I think it was on YouTube. I don't know if WWE put it out or where it was. I saw it somewhere. Someone sent it to me, actually. Mauro Ronaldo calling the NXT stuff at uh, TakeOver Jones there, New Orleans. I got time. I've given Mauro a hard time on the Taz show here. I talk about sometimes how he overreacts, oversell Jones. He's screaming on top of his lungs in segment one, all that kind of stuff. No hate on the guy. Just give him an observation. Sometimes it's, it's a critique. I come off like a douche. I don't mean it. That's just the style of the Taz show. But I got to tell you, I got to give Mauro Ronaldo some credit. I'm going to put him over right now. <laughs> watching him. Watching him on camera. Because they had a camera. With the camera that was shooting him, just so you guys know, the ones that you, you people, you people that saw it, that's called a spy cam, kids. That spy camp sits there and it shows the announcers at the desk. So Vince and Kevin Dunn can see you there. Uh, make sure you're okay. Make sure you're there. And so you could give hand signals back to them on any information. They might say something to you. Hey, do you have the, uh, hey, Michael Cole, uh, you know, Vin- Kevin could say, hey, Cole, do you have the, um, do you have the advertising read for, you know, whatever, Snickers, you know, and Cole can give a thumbs up to the camera. Did they get you that read for this? Did they, do you have? Do you know where we're going into this next segment? Cole could give you a thumbs up or maybe a thumbs down. Then they'll tell him. You know what I mean? So it's just a, you can't verbally talk. It's a, it's a one-way street in WWE when you're an announcer. So that's the camera that's shooting. Those cameras are at all the announce desks, and that's so the gorilla position can see the announcers and Kevin Dunn in the truck. There you have it. I pulled the curtain all the way back for you jobbers. Okay? So what happens is this, guys. So when you watch Mauro Ronaldo, he's screaming on top of his lungs. Mama Mia, he's talking about po' boys, he's talking about ricochets, the, the gift, the gif, the gif, the gif that keeps on giving, which I guess, I guess that was a great line. That was a good line. He's getting creative. He's been creative. Mauro's creative. I got to give him that. He's not a hack like a lot of announcers are that just steal guys' content. I hate that crap. He's not a hack. He comes up with his own stuff. He just screams it, and I think it's a little bit too much. Some of these hyperboles which I think I used that word wrong, but I've always wanted to say it publicly. Some of these hyperboles, some of these limericks, a little bit annoying. The model does a little bit, a little too much. She's like a poor boy sandwich on the pole. Okay, got it, got it. But I got to tell you, when you watch Morrow, it's a lot more entertaining than just hearing him. I enjoyed it. it you know, it... <laughs> Can't say homeboy, don't get into it. So <laughs> he's passionate. But yeah, watching him and he doesn't realize that he's on camera. He knows he's on a spy cam, but he doesn't know that spy cam is going to become public. So I don't know. I thought that was money. Um, uh, I, I, just watching him was, was definitely more entertaining than just hearing him do it. Because now it's about him. If I'm just watching it, then <laughs> he's not overpowering the wrestling match. See, he, he's not overpowering the wrestling match because, <laughs> excuse me, he is making it. I don't, I'm not saying this is on purpose. I don't want to accuse the guy. That's wrong. But it comes off like when he goes into all of his crazy things and he's screaming that it becomes about him and not the match. That's been one of my gripes on him. And he's at, at level 10 in say three when you got like eight more segments to go. Um, but when you watch him, I don't know. I don't care about the match. I'm just watching him on a spy cam, and it's freaking hysterical. So I, I'm like, wow, I respect how much he really gets into it. You can see physically he's into it while he's going crazy. It was very, very entertaining. If you haven't seen it, go find it online. Uh, I'm looking here. PW Insider has it, too. So you can check out Mike Johnson. I don't know who posted Let me see who posted this. But I saw it on PW Insider just now, but I saw it the, uh, the other day. Uh, it's not Mike Johnson, but it's somebody from PW Insider put it up there. His reactions at uh, NXT Takeover New Orleans. So it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out. All right. So anyway, back to talking some raw here. I'll, I'll get into this a little bit with you. So uh, okay. So I was talking about Bobby Lashley attacking. He got all over Elias and stuff like that, and, and he, he did that delayed vertical suplex that seemingly looked like Elias was in the air for like a half hour. I've seen Bobby do this in TNA, like, i seen Hernandez, actually, was probably the guy I saw do it the longest in TNA. You guys remember Hernandez? Um, just, uh, he's a monster, but so is Lashley. But um, 
you know, and besides the fact that Elias is a very large guy, but um, it's not about the vertical suplex, the delayed vertical. It's about Bobby. I've never seen Bobby physically look bad. The guy always looks amazing. He's a friggin' animal. He's a monster. Uh, he's super athletic, super strong, super ripped, super dedicated to his physique and his training and everything. Just a great guy. Um, he, he was great. He got a great, great reaction. Uh, people were loving it. I, I have to say my, my negative on it, I got to tell you, was coach at the announce desk. I felt like he, uh, I'm just being blunt here, so if he hears it and gets insulted, so that's fine, whatever. I mean, that's just it's just me critiquing. Um, I felt like he, he needed to be a little bit more shocked and excited. And and over the time, I think Cole sold it perfectly. I, I don't think Coach did. Um, I, I don't. I, I they, they have a coach be more like a sarcastic wit and going back and forth with with, with uh, Corey Graves. And, and I'm fine with that. It's okay, you know. But you, you got to put over when guys come out that aren't supposed to be there that shock the world. Okay, so maybe Coach went on the internet and saw on Twitter that there was someone from WWE backstage was so kind to take a photo of a monitor while the graphics team was working on a graphic from the truck for Bobby's entrance. That was nice of that person to take that picture and post it. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, and then that went all over the place. So people online, uh, people on on social media knew that Lashley was going to be there. Um, uh, the only thing that I think WWE should have avoided was they had a plant in the crowd with a sign that said Bobby Lashley. Um, why would you have a sign that says Bobby Lashley if he's a shocking surprise? And it's not a fan because no one's going to make a fan that looks that weak, uh, a sign that looks that weak. Um, even though there was a Taz show sign in the audience, so that wasn't, that was that SmackDown. To me, a woo. Thank you. You posted that, I believe, uh, we saw it early this morning on Wednesday. Uh, yes, so uh, uh, there was a Taz show sign apparently near the entranceway on SmackDown, was it? I think it was. But anyway, back to the sign. They, you wouldn't have a sign with uh, Bobby Lashley because you, you shouldn't know he's going to be there. So that I think that was a plant. The sign looked like it was made by the prop team. Uh, so you could say, well, that's, <laughs> why would why would Coach act shocked if the, there was a sign in the crowd? But, I, I mean, I guess I'm being sarcastic. But it don't matter. You're a commentator. You you gotta put that moment over. You gotta be shocked. He was a little surprised, Coach. But what jumped at me was when Bobby, I think, was either walking up the steps or jumping the ape, whatever. When Bobby got like to the bottom of the ring, I remember. I'm not looking at the exact time. You you gotta almost digress into more being surprised. You, you you're shocking all when the guy for oh my god it's Bobby like he's back I can't believe it. whatever you would say oh wow what the hell this is nuts you let the other five announcers at the desk talk and then when he gets down towards the ramp like man I just can't believe that he's actually here this is amazing oh my god remember all the insane stuff Bobby Lashley did here in WWE how intense this guy is it you gotta you gotta go on that road you can't go you know cool Jones. Coach and that little swami. I mean, unless the office is telling him to do that and to undersell, then then coach is doing his job. And I'll give coach the benefit of the doubt. He might be being told that. So if someone's telling him that, I don't agree with it. I don't work there. I don't work for them or don't work with them. Just giving my opinion. But anyway, it's not about coach. It's about it's about that Bobby had a great, great de- re-debut, and it was happy. I was happy to see him. I'm looking forward to see what they do to him with him, I should say. Um you know, I do. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I feel like if you want to do the right thing with Bobby, I think having uh, someone as a someone who talks for him, who works with him, I think would be great. Um, maybe you get into an angle. Maybe you went with a sixty day deal or longer with with Brock, and then you do some dream match with Brock and Bobby against Bobby Lashley, and then somehow, some way, you have. Paul Heyman do what what Fonzie did to me at Bell Eagle. Fonzie turned on me and went with Sabu and Van Dam at Bell Eagle. Well, have have Paul turn on uh, have Paul turn on Brock. Brock rides off in the sunset. Paul stays under contract. I know Paul re up and Brock. The story was Brock wanted him to stay with him and all that stuff. And then you have Brock segue away from Brock and have him go with Bobby Lashley. I'm sure that's not going to happen. I'm just telling you. 
again, how I would fantasy book that, in my opinion. Okay, but I was happy to see Bobby. He looked great. We shall see what happens. Authors of Pain, they debuted against Rhino and Heat Slater. It was a nice, shocking moment, too. And they got an awesome reaction. Their entrance, I mean, I got a feeling now that these cats are on the main roster with Precious Paul Ellering, the uh, former manager of the the great Road Warriors, um, I just got a feeling that WWE will go and invest some money in these guys' entrance and do even more. These guys are so, their entrance, Authors of Pain, is just sick. Go deeper, man. Do some really heavy, expensive lighting treatment on them. Dim the lights in the building. I know they don't do pyro anymore on these these regular TVs anymore, but get some smoke involved, you know, in their entrance. I'm sure you could blow off smoke and not just doing concussions or explosions. Um, that's what I would do. Just make their entrance. Just keep their music. Their music's cool, but... Um, I would change that that ambiance a little bit. Make that feel like, oh man, it's about to get nasty up in here. Dark in the building, smoke, and make the smoke red. It's real easy for them to do. They put like a lighting treatment on the smoke where the smoke is thick white. They used to do it for my interest. They made my smoke orange. I was like, can you guys do orange smoke? I was like joking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, just, you know, talk to Vince, see if he's cool with it. And I went to Vince and she said, you want orange smoke? I said, yeah. He gets on his headphones in the uh, in the mock office on the road. He's like, Kevin, that's one your own smoke. I didn't hear nothing. Vince puts the headset down. He goes, you got it. That was it. <laughs> it was that easy. <laughs> but, you know, I was like goofing around. And it was like, you know, I had orange smoke. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, I, I would make it like black out the building and just play that music and smoke it up. I mean, lots of smoke, like a lot more than the stuff I had, and just make the smoke red, bright red, with a docked-out building. These guys coming out, gas mask Jones, you know, like they're doing the gas face. Third base, you guys remember them. Gas face, right? So um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I would do... I would do some. I would go heavier, deeper with their entrance. I really would. They might have done something different. What I didn't when they first. I was on the phone with someone while they came out, so I know they got a reaction. I could hear it even when I was talking to somebody. So I wasn't playing a hundred percent full while they were coming out, but I know I popped when they came. I was like, "Oh, this is badass, man! That's cool." Off the pain, AOP Jones. Uh, that was great, and it was cool to see some old Joe man rock and roll and attack. Uh, I should say confront the uh, you know Roman Reigns. I thought that was badass. Um, you know, and then you see Matt Hardy, the Woken One, and Bray Wyatt together was was very interesting, and they they got a victory over Titus Worldwide Jones in tag team elimination match. Uh, that was that was that was sick. That was awesome. Um, you know, it's uh, and and it was good they set up the Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental with the I'm sorry with the Intercontinental Champ of Rollins and and Hardy and Balor against uh, and they beat the Miz Taraj and Miz. It was good they set that up early, as I said in the last segment. So all in all, I liked um, I liked Raw. The only thing I think you got to keep an eye on if you're WWE, right, is you know we gave a lot. Right, so now you go into Tuesday for SmackDown. So now you're in the production meetings, and Vince and these guys, and and Triple H and Stephanie, are like, wow, we gave, we gave folks a lot on Monday. Ha <laughs> ha! We can't debut all these people, more people, new people, too many people on SmackDown. We can't, but we'll give a good payoff to the fans of SmackDown and WWE fans that are watching, and. We'll do something pretty cool. And we'll have Carmella cash in her gimmick schnibbits for an Burnham money in the bank. Oh, yes. And before that, we'll have a debut with two of my favorite young ladies that are competitors, and that's Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Love them. I think they're both great. They are just heel monsters, these girls. They don't look like monsters. They're very hot monsters. But they are heels, and they are excellent heels. I'm a big fan of their work. Uh, both uh, Royce and Kay, Billy Kay. I've been, uh, I like them both. It factor, both of them together, individually, don't matter. They're superstars. And so is Carmella. I told you guys I was high on Carmella when she first came over. I was like, she's got to be a heel. And then eventually they made her a heel. Um, uh, I'm happy for Carmella. Congratulations. Uh, I got to tell you, though, um, uh, I know I jumped ahead here a little bit. I'm not going to go through everything on SmackDown. Um, 
I guess I'll stick on this 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 SmackDown Women's Championship thing, and that there's a new champ in town now in Carmelo. Um, they they did the right thing here. You know, they they didn't give you a zillion match, a zillion debuts and shocking all moments, but this was, I, you know, in my opinion, like one huge shocking all moment. Um, when uh, uh, when um, Billy Kay and, and Royce came out and they laid out Charlotte, I mean, I mean they debuted. It was it was you know. It was an awesome debut and shocking and great reaction, all that jazz. And it was a great way to put pile heat on the two new young superstars, Kay and uh, Peyton Royce and, and Billy Kay, and then segue out of to get more heat on the Money in the Bank chan- uh, Money in Bank holder in Carmella and get her heat. And it protects, protects, protects Charlotte Flair full throttle. So basically, Charlotte Flair retained her title at Mania. She able to kill the undefeated streak of Asuka, and then she lost her title two days later in Swerve City Jones, Money in the Bank, after she got beat up by Billy Kane, Peyton Royce. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, that is effing good booking. That is good booking, and this is why. Asuka doesn't get hurt at WrestleMania. She does the job. She had a great match. She don't get hurt, even though her undefeated streak is Gonski, because she lost it to the most credible chick on the roster in Charlotte Flair. Charlotte kills the undefeated streak. That does not hurt Asuka. I think we all agree on that. Charlotte don't get hurt at WrestleMania, one, because she won. And two, she defeated the undefeated streak. She beat the undefeated streak of Asuka. And three, she and Asuka tore it down, had a great match. Probably my, my favorite match of the night for the most part. It was a super physical match at WrestleMania. Then you go into Tuesday. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Nothing about their debut hurt them. What did they get to do? They rubbed up against Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champ. And they got a bunch of heat, laid her out, beat her up, yada, yada, yada. Had a great appearance. So those two girls, it helped them. And then Carmella comes out and cashed in the money in the bank. Doesn't hurt Carmella. She just became, she just became the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And it doesn't hurt Charlotte Flair because she already had was had she was already injured and beat up because she got attacked by two girls. Uh, so it's great booking over those two days. What 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 Oscar, Flair, Kay, Royce. And, and Carmella, five young female superstars, all got freaking over. Seriously. Seriously. That is huge. That is huge. That is good booking. And I will tell you this. It's also very hard to do. To, to cross all your T's and dot all your I's to that level. That's hard to do. And WWE did that. That is good booking. I have to tell you. Very impressed with that uh, for sure. Um, the back up. Just the opening segment with Shane announcing Paige as the new GM of SmackDown Live. Uh, good move, good move here. They they didn't let you you know be too sad too long that Paige is done and all this stuff. You know, it's just it's it's a it's excellent. She's an excellent choice to have a female. I think maybe I don't know if I'm wrong on this. I, I'm not good with the history stuff sometimes. Maybe Vicky Guerrero. Was the last SmackDown female SmackDown female GM? I guess maybe the only one. I don't know. I, I, I maybe I just maybe I'm wrong. I think I'm right. I'm sure you'll tweet me. Um, picking a female, picking a female uh, like Paige, who is very polarizing, who at times can be controversial, but she has that it factor. The way she looks, uh, she jumps off TV. She does. Uh, her, she's a super attractive girl, um, and she's a professional. Her mannerisms, the way she moves uh, as the GM, and the most important thing, and you guys know I love this, is her credibility. Uh, and when I love credibility and someone's got a talking role anywhere in a wrestling uh, show. And if you're an announcer, you need credibility. And if you are a you know, Boss or GM or whatever your role is or a manager of a talent, you you need your talking role. You got to be you got to have credibility. So Paige is going to do a lot of talking. 
and she's got credibility. This girl, people know she can work her, her butt off, and she's 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 a champ. She's a champion, you know. So I, I, I dude, I straight up, it's a good move. I'm down. I think it's great. Um, I, I think it's great. You know, I got to tell you, their booking has been pretty good here uh, surrounding WrestleMania. It's been pretty good. And they haven't even done the superstar gimmick stamping shakeup. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's all good. Um, I, I, you know, two days of TVs, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not hard to ride that wave of momentum off of a great WrestleMania. And they rolled into two good, really, TVs on Raw and SmackDown off of that really good ride and big, big, fancy wave coming out of New Orleans out of that big uh, Superdome of uh, WrestleMania. Because that WrestleMania show was a dandy, as they call it. A dandy, I say. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. No doubt about it. But, um, but yeah, man, I uh, uh, I enjoyed both these shows. So, um, Oh, and uh, by the way, Daniel Bryan... Uh, AJ Styles uh, ended up being no finishing the gimmick because Nakamura interfered. Uh, I love Nak as, as this heel guy, and I love that DB comes in and he's going to work with AJ. And I like how Paige teased it at the top of the segment. I thought that was done really well. Um, I really liked it, um, you know. And and I like uh, you know I, <laughs> I I'm glad there was no finishing and no contest type thing. I think that's good. That works. You know, I think it's good stuff, and we'll see. I mean, Daniel Bryan's not playing games. He's back full throttle Jones, right? So uh, it's all good, man. So it's all good. So, you know, like I said, two good TVs, and, and it's good stuff. Uh, this is what I'm thinking of doing, kids. So you get a throwback snack Jones, right? You get your Friday throwback snack. So what we're contemplating is uh, you'll get maybe uh, it could be an, uh, an HPM. Or it could be something else that's newer. How's that for a tease? I'm not even getting into more details. How about that? I'm just going to leave it out there. Just leaving it out there. Because that's what I do. Okay? So uh, make sure you spread the word of the Taz Show. And also, if you're a sports fan or any quasi-type of sports, check out Taz and Moose every morning, Monday through Friday, live, uh, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. On CBS Sports Radio, a bunch of affiliates, and on Sirius XM Channel 206. Um, all the podcasts of that drops everywhere. Basically, the Taz Show drops if it's uh, if it's too early in the morning for you. Moose and I have a lot of fun. Mikey B, Pete the Body, AB, all the guys on our team uh, of, of our whole show. We have a good time. We cover sports, but we have a lot of fun covering sports. You know, we it's not like a real we don't go crazy with stats and X's and O's. So if you think sports suck. But you want an entertaining morning show? Oh, we're going to bring that to you, okay? Yeah, you're damn right. All right, so anyway, that's the deal. All right, guys, look, at, uh, I appreciate you listening to this uh, episode of the Taz Show. I hope you enjoyed it. I really do because, you know, you people mean everything to me. You know that. Yeah, that, that goes without saying. I'm going to do a Facebook Live soon. I'm not sure, but there'll be a Facebook Live soon. And uh, just threw that out there. Just throwing stuff out there nonstop. That's what this episode is. All right, guys, look it. Uh, I'm Taz. You're not. I appreciate all the love. You know I love everybody in this world. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Adios. I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a t- Damn, me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball. That's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got.